This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves Hey everybody, my name is Doug and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you from a hotel room in Houston, Texas on Monday, October 10th, 2 Oceans 11. Columbus Day. Yay. Uh, my guest today is no stranger to this podcast. Please welcome Sean Jordan. Woo! Oh, that's good. You gave yourself a, a, a welcome noise. Nobody else is here to do it. Because so that is weird for me when it's just the two of us in a hotel room for me to be saying welcome you, but I don't know how else to say it. I guess I could say I'm here with Sean Jordan. Hey, Sean. What's up? You participated in what I like to call the How High is Too High episode last week at the Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon. The show that uh, at Kevin J. Mills tweeted, he tweeted about it saying, 
How stoned is Doug Benson in his latest podcast? It's like a Michael Jackson phone call to his doctor. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Oh, see, I knew something like this might happen. The uh, you can't just be having a dirty floor. Next the room door. next door has to have a, a vacuum floor. It's weird to me that they vacuum the floor of every room you stay in after you stay there. Like, I rarely do anything. No. That needs to be vacuumed up. If you can I trace throw, my footsteps, it's, yeah. Yeah, I throw everything in the actual garbage. Yeah. I, uh, you know, maybe occasionally I'll eat like a Quaker Oats nature bar or something that's kind of crumbly and some of it will get in the... I spilled But that's in the bed. <laughs> I set my plate, it was half full of shit, and so I set this part that was half full on the part of the dresser that isn't the dresser, so I set it down, and it just went straight onto the floor. You can see the salsa and shit over there, and I ate it anyways. All right, well, so they're going to have to vacuum. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's But in my room, they don't have to bother. I, if I were, uh, you know, person cleaning rooms, I would look around <laughs> and assess whether or not vacuuming needed to happen. I guess you'd get in trouble if you didn't vacuum, but let's say you're in this room trying to sleep this morning... <laughs> Like, the service the hotel provides should be not a bunch of noise. Anyway, yeah, it should be quiet. So stop vacuuming, hotels. Next thing you know, I'm staying in a (laughs) disgusting room because they never vacuum. On the plane to Houston, I saw enough of Mr. Popper's penguins, (laughs) which is probably about half of it. And it's cute. It's cute. But, uh, yeah, it's especially great if you love watching fake penguins. Because they never, they never seem real to me, and they do things that penguins wouldn't do. How's Jim Carrey? He does things that Jim Carrey shouldn't do. I <laughs> <laughs> have that hair. So he's long. funny. He's good. It's just like it's just so weird that he kind of like it's almost like he's taking that step into the Eddie Murphy zone, where it's like he's just going to make family like a family comedy where you know he throws in a lot of his goofy stuff, but like. His real talent is how crazy he can be, you know? Mm. And why play a guy who's got penguins and is trying to, trying to be a good dad, you know what I mean? It's his Mrs. Doubtfire, to be sure. And, um, but Mrs. Doubtfire was pretty good, I thought. I okay, it. well, <laughs> it's been nice having you on the show. <laughs> and, I wouldn't uh, compare it to Mr. Popper's Penguins. I've never seen it, but Mrs. Doubtfire... Granted, I was like seven when it came out, yeah, so yeah. that's what I saw. Mrs. Doubtfire probably has its moments, but the funniest thing that ever happened to Mrs. Doubtfire is when David Cross dresses up as Mrs. Doubtfire on Rested Development <laughs> and tried to, uh, tried to fly and crashed into a coffee table. <laughs> that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Anyway, but that's TV. What I'd really like to see is Rise of the Planet of the Penguins. That's the movie. <laughs> That's the movie I want to see. I want to see the penguins finally fight back instead of just being cute. Yeah, I'd go that. Uh, thanks to Joe Rogan, Sean and I got to go to the UFC uh, on Saturday night at the Toyota Center here in Houston. And uh, that was amazing. It was amazing cards. Some amazing so fights. Dope. So awesome. It was one of the raddest things I've ever gotten. Really fun. The best seats he's gotten me yet. Like, fifth row, I think we were in. Yeah. And still, I managed to be really angered by the fact that Snooky and the Sitch had even better seats. But that there, means are, there are three rows ahead of us. I got to look at Snooky and the situation, whereas if they were behind us, I would have had to turn around and be that guy who was looking at Snooky and the situation. So I got to actually see them. Right. We got to eyeball the backs of the heads without <laughs> without having to, to rubberneck at all. Yeah. We, just had, we just looked at it. And we watched him take a lot of pictures. And it, it, the face he makes whenever a picture is being taken is, is cl- classic. <laughs> 
it's really it's the most non-committal face you can make. It's like, yeah, I'll take a picture with you, but you know, that's as far as I'm going to go commitment-wise. I'll make the sideways V. What does that even mean? Does that mean something? It means I'm an asshole. Sideways a peace sign. Side, sideways vagina. In case anything cool happens in the next 15 seconds, I might have to leave this photo opportunity. Kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, it's been pointed out to me and by a few different folks on Twitter oh not and by just by it's been pointed out to me by a few (laughs) folks I can't read my own writing sometimes that um, Skeleton Key I refer to it as being an Asian remake an American Asian remake and that's supposedly not the case that movie came out like five years ago didn't it? yeah yeah it was was during a uh, the argument is that that's the best Kate Hudson movie Oh, and that she's ever made, and that, and that like that's that. not very good. I like almost famous. Almost too. famous is a great movie, but I, I I exclude that because the the my point was that after almost famous, she hasn't made a good movie. Oh, uh, same with uh, I hear Machine Gun Preacher is pretty good, but I think that Gerard Butler hasn't made a good movie since Three Hundred. Um, oh, Bounty Hunter, dude. Oh, you like Bounty Hunter? No, I don't like Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was some controversy on the uh, Portland shows. Build a title over that whole predator predators tomato tomato thing. Yeah, yeah. And I to that I, I, I to everyone who's been mentioning that to me, I say, who cares? <laughs> Build a title is so low stakes that it's funny to me that people. I I, I think it's fun when they write and say, here's what you could have said. That's yeah. that's kind of cool. But quibbling over the rule the rules of it or whatever the predators with the you know that title. Uh, uh, anyway. That was one of the longer ones I've heard. I had fun doing that one. Yeah, it ended up being a good one, but people 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 were quibbling. Well, we spent about ten minutes on the actual podcast quibbling about. That. Yeah, <laughs> they quibbling on Twitter should be called uh, queeting. It's like queefing, but even less uh, useful. Less gross. Yeah, or gross. Uh, at Miles Tracy suggested to me on Twitter that Matthew Broderick should make a movie called I don't know how she does it. <laughs> the unofficial sequel to uh, I don't know how he does it is what it should be called god damn it I'm so terrible at this we should re-record this show are they are they making uh, another Ferris Bueller <laughs> did you hear that I've heard it multiple times that they're going to do one of Ferris Bueller takes a day off of work or something like Ferris Bueller's day off but it's of his job and I've never actually seen any proof but I was wondering if maybe you knew anything because I had a bunch. Who wants to even see that that guy got a job? Because <laughs> that him having a job is so antithetical to the whole point of that movie, and yeah. and also him taking a day off from it. I, they could, I guess, they could flip it and make it like he's miserable and like. I mean, I don't think Alan Ruck's going to be in it because he's not really a, much of a name these days. No. <laughs> Mia Sarah, she's. I think she's still cute, but. Regardless, like, like, did did he marry Sloan? And can we blame that Sloan on the Sloan from Entourage? That name coming up again? Because when I saw Ferris Bueller the first time, I saw it. I was sitting there going, Ferris and Sloan, fuck, fuck you. Like, what are these names? Like, you can't just make up, you know, this white suburban Chicago. They're not making up crazy names like that, unless unless their parents are super rich. I've heard of Sloan as in I've never heard of Ferris. Yeah, except life. for probably since then, there's probably some Ferrises. Not and then that there's that band, Save Ferris. Anyway, 
Anyway, I hope they don't make a sequel. That's a terrible idea. Because Matthew Broderick is not cool at all anymore. <laughs> There's nothing cool about him. He's, you know, I like him. He's a good actor. But, you know, watch Election again instead of, uh, instead of making a... That's what I want him to do. Watch that movie again instead of, <laughs> instead of making a Ferris Bueller. Like, John Hughes is dead. Like, that's not even fair. Oh. Like, with him not around, you know. I don't want you to yell at me. I was just asking <laughs> if they were making another Listen, you asshole. <laughs> you have to stop this. And I have to... I'll stop. I'll I have stop to, now, I, I have to apologize to Miles Tracy for, for saying... I, you know, I scribbled it down today, and as I often do... That's another thing. On Twitter, when I have a typo or something, people always write... Good one, stoner, or you spelled it wrong, stoner. And I always have to write back, yeah, people who aren't high spell everything perfectly all the time. I have to think up Dick. new words if I don't know how to spell it. If I'm trying to tweet something and it's like a word I don't know how to spell, I just rephrase the whole tweet. So oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to. I don't, I don't attempt words I can't spell. I just, <laughs> like today I just said happy 910, everybody, because I'm used to saying 9 whatever. Uh, <laughs> through the whole bunch. Then right above it, happy We're 10, 10 days into October. I'm still not used to calling it 10... Whatever. So, I don't know how he does it is the movie that Matthew Broderick should make, and that would have been a funny joke if I'd have said it right. <laughs> Yesterday, 199 people braved the first rain in Houston in quite a while, to which I say, you're welcome, Houston, that I brought the rain. In the rain? I, the ruckus? Yeah, but I also, that also probably kept some people from coming out, but 199 people did and uh, for the show at the Improv at 420. Sean Jordan went down in just one round in the uh, Leonard Malton game against a young lady named Mel, short for Melvin. <laughs> in, uh, how many names was it? She gave you she 11, gave 11 names. 11 names. She called that an Ackerman. She called that a Scott Ackerman move to most of the audience's absolute uh, <laughs> disinterest. <laughs> uh, no, there there was definitely some podcast fans there, and they probably they probably understood the reference. And she said eleven names to you. The category was no, she didn't. And uh, movies with a contraction, and um, unfortunately, even with a bunch of Wayans names in there. Well, there yeah, but all the Wayans are in all the Wayans movies. Like that doesn't narrow it down. The other names would have narrowed it down, and they didn't. I, I was almost. I was only three years old. Yeah, but what other Wayne's movie has a contraction in the title? Mo, Mo I'm Money. Go, I'm going to get you sucker, I guess. Mo, uh, Mo Money, that was the one that I... Or Mo, Mo Money isn't a contraction, it's just spelling a word wrong. It's got an it's apostrophe. It's two letters instead of four. As oh, post, it, does? it does? It's got an apostrophe. On the poster it says M-O apostrophe? Hmm? But you're right, it's not really a contraction because there's, there's not another... There's not a rest of it. I didn't... <laughs> I didn't it's think not about more into money. It's, money. <laughs> it's been a whole day, and I still didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, I guess I was way wrong then. Anyway, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood was the answer, and uh, I would have made him give the complete answer, which you say you would have done I that. Have you would have gotten that properly. But that doesn't help. And someone who didn't get picked to play, Sophia, had a uh, Mac and Me name tag with a shithead written on the back that with a. She and I guess her boyfriend or husband showed me after the show, and I like that shithead name so much that I will I'll be closing this episode, <laughs> be ending this episode with that name. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're doing great on time. Last night, Sean and I went to the movies after the 4:20 show, and we saw Real Steel, the number one movie in the country. That's that was our excuse for going. It said it was number one. 
and started at the right time. Did not have to see it in 3D. No. Um, it's more. It's produced by Steven Spielberg, which upsets me that Steven Spielberg, you know, produced puts his name on a lot of stuff that's not. I don't feel is as good as it's more Transformers Spielberg than Super 8 Spielberg, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, like the, it just. We already talked about this at, at length last night, but it just. It's like I want to see a movie about fighting robots. I don't want to see a movie about a father and son that need to need to reconnect through fighting robots. <laughs> like, I know I understand the humanizing part of it, but it's it's got to be done right. Like, either make an ex- escapist fighting robot movie or make a goddamn father and son learning to love again movie. Yeah, I mean, there's ways to make it about a father and son without... Like, the just way they did it was so bad. He was it's so, so bad. Mean to the it's kid. so lame at every turn. Yeah. How how yeah how mean he is at first. Such his transition to being that like Hugh Jackman's a good actor. The little kid's good. Yeah. You know he's no he's no Jake Lloyd from Star he looks Wars. Like Jake Star Lloyd, Wars though. episode <laughs> shit. He yeah. Looks like Jake Same Lloyd. kid, but a much better actor. And then uh, 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 Lily Evangeline from Lost is. Uh, not a problem to look at. No, she's, she's not, not a hassle she's to watch in a movie. Ridiculous. Yeah, but that was another thing. Like her, her part was just so like I think she's only in it as much as she is is because she's beautiful and she's you know people know her. Uh, this the seeds the, the scene where she comes to the big fight. They keep cutting to her going, do this, do that. It's like what you're saying in the stands does not affect the outcome at all. And yeah. why do we why do we keep cutting to you saying these things? And she's crying for half of those shots. She's got one tear. Yeah, if she knows so much about fighting, they should have just made her also in the corner. <laughs> That's my favorite part, though, is that they had a whenever in between rounds they had a stool for the robot to sit totally. on. Good, a fucking know. stool for a robot to sit on. These robots get tired. The like robot this. has to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. Uh, <laughs> Anyhow, it's a stool that a robot, a thousand pound robot, can sit on, but Hugh Jackman can just pick it up like it's a fucking dustbuster and set it. Oh yeah, it looks like when he's holding it, it just looks like he's holding an empty bucket. It's so light, <laughs> and then the and then the the robot crashes down on it. But just the fact that they even have a stool there is. Yeah, it's fantastic, and I, I think that movie. I might need to do a a movie interruption with that one, even though I'm loath to sit through it a second time. Uh, it'd be really fun to sit there and comment during it because there's there's just so much so much silliness. That was the thing. Like watching it, all I wanted to do was talk talk shit, but you can't. When I don't know. I feel yeah, like well, we did a little. We theater. did a little bit, you know, but. The next movie interruption I'm actually doing in Los Angeles is this Thursday night at Cine Family. I'm going to watch the original Fright Night and see if that holds up. I didn't. I didn't like the new one. I was going to ask. I I thought the new one was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, got a little a little weird in the middle with like the whole David Blaine or whatever that guy's name was. The, the, like you know, Blaine they got thing. yeah, they got David Tennant from Doctor Who, which is cool. But yeah. then that whole character is just a misfire, and then. And then I, it just drove me crazy how much crying and angst and stuff there was in a scary movie about uh, two two young boys and how they used to be friends and now they're not anymore. Yeah, because one's not a nerd that anymore. Beef. Like it, nerd, the nerd culture is is at a point where the handsomest boy on earth can play a nerd in a movie, and he doesn't have to have glasses with the tape on it. He could just like comic books. Yeah, it doesn't. Zac Efron can like fucking comic books. It doesn't have to be. Uh, I'm a nerd because I like or don't like comic books. Uh, I'll be joined at the Fright Night screening by two-thirds of Human Giants, schedule permitting. 
Really? Schedules permitting. Yeah, and I won't say which two of the three, but doesn't matter. You could probably guess. You could <laughs> probably <sick>. guess. <laughs> it's probably guessable. <laughs> anyway, uh, weird thing happened though during uh, Real Steel last night that I wanted to mention. Yeah, I was gonna wonder. <laughs> there was this weird mass walk-in, like about an hour into it. All these people started walking into the theater and taking seats. And I thought, is this a weird Houston thing? Like, because I haven't seen something like that in forever. Like, I've seen, you know, every once in a while you see a group of kids or something uh-huh. walk into a movie way late because, you know, they're just switching theaters. But this was like 40, 30 or 40 people yeah, streaming in. And everyone that I, as they would walk by or sit down or near us, I'd go, "What? What are you? What? It's been and on for little, an hour." That little kid said something. A little kid tried to respond to me. He was like, "Bad, bad, bad," and I was just like, "What?" And um, so the movie was so boring. It was driving me so crazy. Why all those people suddenly walked in? I guess it would have been easy to figure out the the IMAX screen that the the fake IMAX screen that they were playing it on. Um, I guess they had you know projector pro- like it took a shit so they told the whole audience go ahead and go to <laughs> go to this other theater go ahead and creep everybody out in that other theater go back in and watch, watch probably 15 20 minutes of it that you've already seen again yeah. and then sit through the rest and they they all seemed to do it and they did fairly happily people clapped at the end of the movie that, yeah that was the biggest yeah clapping when it was over i haven't heard that i didn't even hear that after when i saw like super 8 or something that is actually pretty emotional and then real steel, there's people clapping. Well, Super 8, that's where they lose me. Is I, I use that as an example of how great the characters and story is up until towards the end. I didn't, I didn't care for how they resolved everything. Didn't like the alien flying away? Hey, there's no reason to spoil it for, or, the, for the people that wait for <laughs> forever. Yeah, there is. Isn't it already you on should have seen It's it probably it. already on DVD, isn't it? Maybe, uh, maybe not. I don't know, but you should have seen anyway, it by now. But I, lo- I love the first like hour or so of that movie, especially the... Uh, the the kids and the train crash, I think, are all extremely well done. And an example of how, like, it was a throwback to how Spielberg, with Jaws and Close Encounters mm-hmm. and Raiders, had interesting characters first, and then all this amazing stuff going on. Uh, I mean, I guess the amazing stuff probably came first, but they just did a good job of putting good characters in there, whereas yeah. you don't give a shit about anyone in Transformers movies or anyone in... Like in Real Steel, if somebody suddenly, if a robot had suddenly tore that kid's head off, I, I wouldn't have been that upset. I would have, I actually would have, that, that would have, I would have applauded the ending. <laughs> but the, uh, what, let me reiterate though, the kid is good. Yeah. He's a good little actor, but man, the, the motivation of the characters, every step of the way, you're like, why are you saying this? Why are you behaving this way? Why does this kid know everything about robots and how to fix them and like they don't set that up very well other than him just saying that he plays video games because yeah. <laughs> he, he knows how to speak Japanese at one point yeah what the fuck they don't even they he, don't he even just goes because I play video games yeah oh yeah I learned I learned, I, mean, I learned how to speak Japanese playing Super Mario Brothers yeah back when video totally. games weren't as advanced Mario Kart taught me three languages <laughs> uh, trailer alert yeah it's time to talk about some trailers because I, I, we saw a lot of them last night, and yeah. it was exciting. The first one was Steven Spielberg's new movie, War Horse. Yeah, that looks weird. It looks pretty crazy. It looks like a lot of war and a lot of a horse, but um, I'm telling you, the way that trailer was put together when it said a Steven Spielberg film, I, I totally goosebumped out. Mm-hmm. I got very tingly about that, so uh, hopefully it'll be good. It's based on a, 
a play that's supposed to be great where dudes dress up as horses. I had some guy after the show trying to explain to me what it was about because I don't know what it's about, and I still don't after the trailer. But the trailer looks awesome. So well, I mean, what do you mean? Well, it's just war horse. (laughs) It's a horse that fights in war. Or it doesn't was, necessarily fight, but it helps out in some way. But there's nobody on it. That's what I'm saying. Like the whole well, there's thing. a lot of scenes of the horse just running around on yeah. its own. I think, because if I may dare to guess what the plot is, <laughs> I think it's because he gets separated from the guy who owns him I in would, the war. Think. And then he finds his way back home. But along the way, he makes some new friends. Now I know what it's about. It's like I'm saving private, private war horse. <laughs> um, and then what other trailers? We saw the stupid Three Musketeers thing where it's like... Oh, Puss in Boots. Oh, oh Puss in Boots. shot Puss in, <laughs> Puss in Boots looks awesome, you guys. Yeah, it does. There's a couple jokes in the trailer that don't land, but but all there are several things in the trailer that made me laugh out yeah, loud. Yeah, and, there was a lot. And made it, I will take that risk and see the whole thing. Yeah. Because sure. I always thought Puss was a funny character in those Shrek movies, and I but I got tired of the whole Shrek thing by the fourth part. But this Puss in Boots is, and Zach is a voice in it. Of, yeah, Zach Galifianakis is a voice of somebody, and I'll go see that in 3D. I think just it'll, to make it fun. I think it'll be. Oh come on! The, don't hey. say that. What? Not in front of me. I will. Okay. You're bummed on that. I'm gonna see it in 2D. Okay. Because because the fun should be in the writing and the characters and the. But story it's an and not in it, every once in a while a sword is going to come out towards you it's a cartoon in a Puss in Boots it makes, cartoon it makes more it makes you're right more fun to go I'll, see a cartoon I will give you that cartoon 3D is where I, I I do tolerate it because How to Train Your Dragon was really cool in 3D yeah and I've only I've only seen I saw Alice in Wonderland and Transformers in 3D and neither one of them oh don't Alice in Wonderland. What? Why is that in 3D? Nothing ever. I have no idea. It was first 3D, except for Captain EO. That was the first 3D movie I ever went to. And well, Captain EO is going to always be the best 3D movie. Well, it was the only was the best shit, one. Because shit comes and floats around out in front of your head. Yeah, it was. That awesome. never happens in any of these 3D movies. <laughs> no, it was. Yeah, there's like long 3D scenes in Captain EO. Yeah. Anyway, did I mess that up <laughs> from getting it wet? Like. Oh, I don't know. I'm just oh, trying. Okay. I'm trying to open it. Sean brought me an envelope with my name on it, and it says it's a Super Friends envelope. And as I as I guessed, you, they just it's one of those things where you you, you write, it's like stationary that you seal up into a into a letter and then you send it. Gotcha. Yeah, my friend so Jen gave it. She wanted me to give it to you last week, and I forgot it at her house. This is a girl named Jen. It's a girl named Jen. I was staying. Well, do you think she'd be embarrassed if I just read it out loud? I don't know. What is it? I, <laughs> I won't tell you. What you already know, but to confirm, you're pretty rad. All right, this is getting personal. <laughs> well, you are pretty rad. I'll get it back on that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being you. Thank you for coming to Portland. Oh, so she was at the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did, wait, did I meet her afterwards? Yeah, I think so. I was staying, I was staying at her house since I'm uh, kind of homeless right now. Um, so, yeah. She wrote something and took it back. <laughs> like a whole sentence and a half that she scribbled over. And then she said, thank you for continuous creative output. You give hope to the comedians in Crossed Out Again training. <laughs> she, she wants to be a comic? She is a comic. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still, she's calling herself one in training. Says it again in parentheses after her name. <laughs> but look for Jen Allen, everybody. And uh, I, I, don't, I can't even place a face to that name, so I'll have to meet her the next time I'm in town. Oh, sure. Oh, and we saw the trailer for John Carter, which makes no sense. 
Yeah, that was the um, epic sci-fi. Yeah, epic sci-fi sword and sorcery. Yeah, movie from Disney called John Carter. <laughs> like, and I like that guy. I like he played Riggins on and Friday Night Lights. A, there's another movie that it was. It reminded me of last night. I couldn't think of it at all. But yeah, and we also saw the Three Musketeers trailer, which is ridiculous. Yeah, Again, it's just you know uncalled for explosions in a Three Musketeers movie is like that's so dumb. I mean, maybe an occasional gunpowder situation, but when like that was the, with the fucking things from the future that shouldn't that weren't around. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like that horrible Wild Wild West movie where where they had all these crazy contraptions, even though it takes place uh, in the old West. Hey, you, meaning listeners, can play the Leonard Maltin game against Graham Elwood in Flagstaff, Arizona at the Orpheum Theater on November 12th and in Phoenix at Stand Up Live on October 13th. Shall we play a game, Sean? Yeah, let's play one. Let's play it quick. The show's running a little long. we got to uh, jump in a cab and go to the airport. We're going to Nashville today to do a show tonight at Zany's Comedy Club. And, oh, I'll also be at Zany's in Chicago on Saturday, October 15th at 4.20. And if you wear a name tag, you might get to play Leonard Malton against Dan Gabriel at that show. But, again, Nashville, Hashville, I like to call it, tonight. And uh, so I decided to go with movies set in or shot in Tennessee. And uh, we'll have Sean go first. I've already made some predictions about where this could go to... uh, because I don't pick movies where one end is a stopper, if I can help it. And set or shot in Tennessee, I think it was both, is a movie called Black Snake Moan. So what have you got for that? You got to start it with moan or end it with black. Uh, black Snake Mona Lisa Smile. Wow! I didn't even see, I didn't even predict that one. <laughs> I thought it might, I thought we could go... Black Snake Moaning Mahoney. Because there's that movie Owning Mahoney. <laughs> never heard of that. Okay, Black with Seymour Hoffman, I think. So, Black Snake Mona Lisa Smile. Oh, that smile might be a, yeah. a tough one there. Smile. Is there smiling? I know there was a movie called Smile. It was about a beauty pageant directed by Michael Ritchie, and, and it's kind of a. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I think it's probably a pretty good movie. If you want to go look at an old movie called Smile. Mona Lisa smiling, smiley face, smiley face, smiley face, starring uh, Anna Ferris. <laughs> All right, Black Snake, Mona Lisa, smiley face. Uh, Black Snake, Mona Lisa, smiley face off. All right. Could have gone smiley face in the crowd. But I like Smiley Face, Face Off. Off. Is an awesome movie. Yeah, it's. I love it. It's that a, movie. it's amazing on on many levels because it's parts of it are great on purpose. And parts, <laughs> yeah, parts of it are great <laughs> as a complete complete accident. That's so good. But after that, I just tired of like that was the last time I was willing to watch a bunch of shots of birds in slow motion and all those jo- all those John Woo staples. Yeah. Uh, what? What's John Woo doing now? Has he had a movie lately? I don't think so. He just quit? Or maybe he's just <laughs> making movies we don't he's see. Busy money. Black Snake, Mona Lisa, Smiley Face, Off. Off the charts, off the record, off. 
I can't think of an off, so I'm going to go on the other side in the interest of time and go with Men in Black Snake Moan, uh, Lisa Smiley Face Off. All right. Uh, so you need something that ends in men or begins in off, with off. Company Men in Black Snake Mona Lisa Smiley Face Off. All right. And then... I know there's a band called Bad Company, but was there? There was also a movie called Bad Company. I think. Yeah, it was uh, Michael Bay, right? Or, no, that, no, that was wasn't Bad. Well, wasn't Bad Company though? Wasn't Bad it? Boys was Michael Bay. I know, <laughs> but I swear Bad Company was maybe not Michael Bay. I'm gonna check as soon as we're done. I'm gonna um, check right now. Why wait? Are you, oh, because yeah. like because I'm not. I, I I think Bad Company was like a family comedy from like the '70s or something. Bad. So, I, I, but I gotta double check it. This is a long episode. Oh, we gotta get going too. Um, bad company. Go. Um, bad company. Men in black snake. Mona Lisa smiley face off. Oh no, bad company. There's been two bad companies. That's always great when they use the title over again. Maybe three, but. <laughs> the one I was thinking of was Jeff Bridges in 1972, and then there was one with there was an Anthony Hopkins Chris Rock movie. Uh, that's yeah, called Bad Company. Yeah, that's right. So that's hence the confusion. I can't. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you got? You got anything that ends in company or begins in off? Uh No. I mean, I mean, and I mean, bad, right? I mean, yeah, ends in bad. Something um. bad. No, not bad is always the first word. Bad teacher, bad Santa. Yeah, I can't. Blank bad. Breaking bad. Season finale was last night. Haven't seen it yet. No, no spoilers, please. Don't put anything into it. I've just oh, on Twitter. I've just been reading people talking about how amazing it is. I, yeah, I won't. so I can't away can't from. wait. To I can't see think it. of anything. All right, well that's a good long one, and we got We got to get running anyway. So we end up with bad company men in black snake Mona Lisa smiley face off. <laughs> Not too bad. You got any plugs, Sean? Anything coming up you want people to go to? Uh, October 27th, Portland, Oregon, Hollywood Theater, Moshe Cashier, Ron Funches, Ian Carmel, Shane Torres, and me. It'll be awesome. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. If you can't make it to that if you're not, you know, in Portland and you want to come to Vancouver or you're in Vancouver, I will be there October 27th, same night, at the Comedy Mix in Vancouver at the, I think it's at a... It's in, the ho- in a hotel. <laughs> and uh, I've never been there before. I'm very excited about it. All my tour dates are douglasmovies.com. Hope you're having a good October, everybody. Thanks to Sean Jordan for letting me come by his hotel room before we leave town. And as always, Steve Jobs' pancreas is a shithead. Nicely played, Sophia. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug loves 